Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... This is Robin McCauley from Black Swan. Thanks, Sebastian. It's good to be on uh, the Metal Gods Rock. First up, I must say how much I love Shake the World. How pleased are you guys with the feedback so far from media and fans to the tracks you have released? Surprisingly awesome. I mean, um, we weren't sure what to expect, obviously. Uh, the response, the comments are have been tremendous. Really, really positive. We're very excited about the record. It was, it was a blast doing this. Um, it was very difficult in terms of... Uh, getting us all together in the same room at the same time, or studio, if you will. Um, but we made it work, and uh, the results are, uh, I think, a great record. We're very we're very proud of it. We love Black Swan, and we love the artwork. <laughs> I have it all over my wall. <laughs> it's really hard to believe the album is by veterans of the rock and metal scene. Your voice is so phenomenal and sounds good as ever. Where do you all well, draw your energy and inspirations from? You know, uh, I take, it's my instrument. It's my only instrument. I'm a terrible guitar player and I'm a lousy drummer. So that being said, I take, I think, exhaustive care of, of my instrument. Um, it, it, it's, uh, I worry about it all the time because I need it to be always 100%. That's not always that easy because I work uh, a show here in Vegas five nights a week, Saturday through Wednesday. Uh, Raiding the Rock Fault. We've been we're going into our seventh year. We've amassed some fifteen hundred shows. So I sing all the time, and that kind of right there is the key, because like any athlete, you know, the more you hone your your abilities, the stronger you become. I, I do notice that if I haven't been singing for a couple of weeks for whatever reason. It takes a little bit to get back into it again and really work those muscles and, and get the strength back up. So I'm always very uh, careful about where I'm at. You know, I don't, I've never smoked in my life, so I think that's maybe a big plus. I, don't, I, I enjoy a glass of wine, but I, I never touch alcohol when I'm drinking. I'm really a boring person, you know. And, and when I don't have to talk too much, um, I don't talk at all. My wife thinks I'm very unsociable. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me which is your favourite track today on Shake the World? Oh, wow. Well, um, I love the two tracks that came out. I love the title track, Shake the World. It's, it's an ass kicker. Big Disaster is, 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 is great. There's, um, there's a lot of tracks on there also that nobody's heard. I love Immortal Souls, uh, when Johnny came marching home, um, oh, the rock that rolled away, you know, divided. I like them all simply because it was a lot of fun recording the record. There's some great ballads on there. A couple of big surprises coming on uh, Valentine's Day with the release of the record. You know, I'm just happy overall with the thing, and I, I hope people, I hope people like it. I don't know what else to tell you. It was just a, lo a lot of fun putting putting it together.
writing process was 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 so much fun, and uh, we were. You know, we talked about the production. We wanted to keep it powerful. We wanted to keep it pretty fresh, raw. And uh, Jeff Pilson did an absolute phenomenal job putting all of that together. Yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. I've told a few people that uh, in everything I've ever recorded and released, I think this is my uh, this is my top of the pile favorite. I just love the whole sound. Can't believe at my age that uh, I actually. I'm sitting on something like this, and and it's it's going to about to be released. So, it's uh, yeah, easily my personal best work to date, I believe. Why was the band actually named Black Swan? I would say Reb came up with the idea. You know, we, we were kicking around ideas of, oh, man, you know, we're writing it and we're going, you guys need to come up with a name. And I'm going, ah, who needs a name, you know? <laughs> call it the Four Musketeers. <laughs> and a lot of what we came up with was already taken by, by somebody else. And then Reb came back one day and he goes, you know, why don't we call it Black Swan? And I think somebody said, well, there was just a movie called Black Swan, so you can't do that. So they, the label did some research, and I think, there was a, I think there was a brass band called Black Swan something or other. But there was no rock band called Black Swan. So they jumped on it, did their research, and managed to uh, register the name. And we kept it. We love it. It's perfect, I think, for the type of music and the band that it is. And, um, you know, we had the artist Stan Decker work on it, and that's what he came back with. And I love it. I think it's a, it's a great package. It's an excellent name, and it's going to make an excellent tattoo. Are you going to get one of yourself? No, <laughs> I've actually or already ordered uh, uh, a very large uh, canvas. <laughs> that's how much, that's how much, I know it's very conceited, isn't it? That's how much I like the artwork. So I've ordered this big-ass canvas that I want up on my wall. Tattoo? Pretty elaborate, but, you know, I have got lots of tattoos, so one more won't hurt. Can you tell us your plans for 2020 with Black Swan? Right now, we don't have anything set uh, in stone, simply because um, I have a heavy schedule with, you know, I perform five nights a week here in Vegas um, with Raiding the Rock Vault. I have Schenker Fest in Japan in March. Then we have the UK with Schenker Fest in April and a bunch of other cities across Europe, also in April, with uh, potentially a U.S. tour at the back end of all of that. Everybody's asking, uh, will Black Swan tour? My answer is kind of the same with everybody. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is when we actually drop the record on the 14th and, and see what kind of interest there is. That said, of course... Reb is just crazy busy with Whitesnake, and then he will be with Winger after that. Jeff Pilsen is the same with Foreigner. Actually, they just started uh, a residency here in Vegas, and Foreigner, you know, amasses some 200-plus shows a year. And then Matt Starr, of course, has got Mr. Big and Ace Freely. Um, yeah, if we make it to Christmas... <laughs> We'll, we'll be we'll be thankful, but ideally we, we we want to do some shows with this. 
it's a difficult one to plan, and I hope that we can uh, get around each other's schedules and make that happen. So uh, there you have it. Michael Schenkner Fest sounds amazing. It's a very special... Actually, the Japanese show is very special because um, he's bringing in... Uh, in addition to Bodo Schaff on drums, we'll also have Simon Phillips on drums. And in addition to Chris Glenn on bass, we'll have uh, Barry Sparks, who was on one of the very earlier Michael Schenker Group uh, records. And uh, we also will have Ronnie Romero guesting with us. So it's 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 quite the uh, it's going to be quite the show. So I'm looking forward. I lo- always love playing the UK. It's just great audience in the UK. It's just killer. When you tour with Michael Schenker and you've got all those egos in one room, do you all get on? Oh my God! I mean, of course, you know you'll expect me to say yes, <laughs> but yes is the answer because you know back in my uh, Macaulay Schenker days, you know I had uh, heavy shoes to fill. When, when we'd have to get into the, the Gary Barden period or the Graham Bonnet period and, and sing those songs as part of the Macaulay Schenker set, if you will, for uh, however you know long that that lasted. Um, and when, uh, I don't know, three, four years ago, when um, Michael suggested that uh, at the Sweden Rock Festival he wanted to bring in Gary and Graham, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, to be up there with those guys that I have huge admiration for and actually get to sing alongside them, sing backups with them, it uh, it has not changed since we started. And we've been doing it for about four years now. And uh, he brought in Doogie White from the Templar Rock period. And we have an absolute blast because none of us are the same we we have all very very different periods uh with michael so there's this wonderful transition of 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 periods gary goes all the ways to late 70s into the early 80s you know and then graham graham only did assault attack but one of the greatest records michael's ever put out um and his period is again very different than Gary's, then you have my more 80s sort of, you know, that kind of rock period, and and then the Temple of Rock is different again, so people are treated to a two and a half hour spectacle of very different, yet a cohesive Michael Schenker history, you know, mm-hmm. and this year we'll also celebrate 40 years of Michael Schenker, so there's a lot to celebrate, and um People seem to love it. I, I, in the beginning, I thought, oh, my God, how are people going to put up a two-and-a-half-hour show? You know, if I go to Bruce Springsteen, I, I have to leave at the interval because it's just too long. Uh, and people love it. People just seem, oh, my God, why didn't you do this and this and this and this? We'd be there all night. It's it's no egos. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying that honestly from my heart. Absolutely no egos. Our main focus is that we do what we do and make it as entertaining as possible for the audience and and that we cover as much of the Schenker history as we possibly can in that two and a half hour period and we, we, we mix it up. We try to do different songs every night so people get a little taste of everything. That's what we try to do and we still don't get close to all of the material because there's just so much. Yeah. But that's the goal and Michael Michael has planned all of this. He's in amazing shape he's playing probably the best i've ever heard him it's just he's very focused and it's killer there's no question about it sadly we lost our dear uh ted mckenna 
this time last year, which was a shocker for us. And so we miss him. But, uh, you know, in his honor, we've, we, Michael has kept going. And, um, yeah, we, we bring it to the audience and, and they seem to really like it. So I'm thankful for that. Also, the Raid in the Rock Vault shows you do in L.A. sound amazing as well. Is there any music? Yeah, Raiding the Rock Fall started uh, in uh, 2013. And we came in with the idea of perhaps, you know, just putting a showcase on for a weekend. And now we're in going into our seventh year uh, with almost 1,500 shows under our belt at five nights a week. And we just moved from uh, the Hard Rock Hotel, which was just recently bought by... Um, Richard Branson, it will become Virgin Hotels Las Vegas, and we moved into another casino, the Rio Casino, um, on January the 11th. So, um, yeah, people love it. It's classic rock. It's like 60s through the 80s. It's the story of classic rock. And there is an amazing, just a d the depth of musicians from Doug Aldridge to Tracy Guns, to Howard Lease, to Rowan Robertson, to Blas Elias, who was the drummer with Slaughter, to Yes's drummer with Jay Shellen, to Andrew Freeman and Paul Shortino and Todd Kearns and Michael T. Ross and Phil Suzanne and Hugh McDonald. You know, we have two rock and roll Hall of Famers in there. So um, it's just it's just great. People love it. People want to be entertained. That's the secret, I do believe. So, Give people entertainment and they'll keep coming back to see you. And you're talking about egos. You would think with, with such a wealth of musicians in writing the rock vault that somebody would stand on somebody's toes. But again, it's, it's all about the show. It's all about giving people what they came to hear. And uh, that's what we try to accommodate. And 1,500 shows later, we're still uh, cooking with gas. <laughs> and it comes on to my next question, which is sort of relevant as well then, is... Jeannie Simmons once said that rock and roll is dead. Your album, Shake the World, proves him wrong. Would you say that's a fair <laughs> comment, as well as doing so many nights a week over the years in Las Vegas? Yeah, rock is not dead. Not even close to it. Not because of Raiding the Rock Vault or Black Swan, but it is alive and kick. In fact, if you were here in, in Las Vegas, you would clearly see uh, how much classic rock is alive and well you know foreigner just took up a residency here you have billy idol coming through you have def leppard coming through you have uh aerosmith here um you have uh, john fogarty here it is you know guns and roses come through here it's it's never ending and people just cannot cannot get enough of it it is far from over time was maybe you know after the after the 80s when we came through all of the the grunge and the alternative you know it looked like pretty desperate but i always like to say that the uh the dinosaurs were just uh in the in the nearby field grazing just waiting for that opportunity <laughs> and uh we came back in and we ate everything up we're, we're feeding well on it it's it's really good and of course you will have had many, many outstanding moments in your career. But which one springs to mind straight away today? I think I'm really proud of Black Swan, and I'm not just saying that. I think of everything I've ever recorded, I really like this. I, I cannot believe at my stage in my life, career, that uh, I've actually been uh, honoured to be a part of, of, of just a very powerful record. Never thought this would happen. This is my fab fave right here. This is just, I'm really proud of this when I'm going, can't believe we just did that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm loving where I'm at right now. 
Truly. If you hadn't been a successful musician, what do you think your career would have turned out to have been? Well, I'm not sure I am a successful musician. I'm, I'm a working musician. I'm, I'm just uh, grateful that I can continue to work. There are monetarily many, many, many more uh, successful musicians. And they get to continue to work and they make a lot of money while they're doing it. I don't fall into that category, but I do con fall into the category of, of uh, been blessed with the work. And for that, I'm very grateful. I'm not sure what else I would do, really. I wouldn't know what else to do. Um, this is kind of where my heart and soul and my passion is at. And as long as I can keep doing it, guess what? You know, I'll keep doing it. So, yeah. I mean, I was a young teen in the 80s when metal and rock got loads of airplay. Do you think, and are you glad that you started when you did? Well, you know, uh, relative to my age is, is basically when I started and, you know, I did all the pubs and the clubs. I lived in London for about 16 years and I think I probably played in every pub. I was in different bands. I managed to uh, walk from a pub band straight into Grand Prix with a record deal, tour with the likes of Maiden and Sammy Hager and... Um, I just thought, you know, I always only ever wanted to make one record, one tiny little seven-inch piece of plastic single and stick it on my turntable. And when I did that, I went, hmm, doesn't look much, does it? <laughs> Let's make another one. <laughs> and and so it went on. And, uh, you know, you get into... Uh, you get into doing what you do and loving what you do, and you never want to stop. And, you know, here I am at 67. I'm going, shouldn't you be over by now? You know, and now I just put a Black Swan record out, and I'm going, huh, it's never over, you know. Absolutely. It's never over if you if you don't want it to be over. So, so am I glad when I started when I did? I guess I am, yeah, you know, and, and here I am. What would you, Robin McCauley, like to be remembered for in 100 years' time? And a good dad, good husband, and a, and a decent enough person. That'll do me fine, you know. And not an asshole. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Can you tell us what your motto is in life? What's my motto? You know, um, I want to keep doing what I do. I, I, I just think uh, the world is a very strange place right now. It has been maybe for a while. And going forward, there's a lot of anger. And there's a lot of animosity. And there's a lot of hatred. I don't want to be any part of any of that. I tried to tell my kids the same thing, that, you know, you get nothing for being an asshole because people will always remember you as an asshole. There's no nothing wrong. My mom always used to say, you know, if you go through life saying please and thank you, it's not so bad, you know? Be grateful um, and thankful. And that's just, I live my, try to live my life like that. And uh, I love my family life outside of the music. And that keeps me grounded, keeps me going. And I couldn't ask for anything more. So, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Thank you so much for your time. I want to again congratulate you on the album. It is amazing and it is... Thank you, Seb. I appreciate all your, uh, all your support. Thank you. It is like being back in time, but I brought back Kicking and Screaming into 2020 and it's amazing. So if I could just ask you if you have any final words for your fans and our listeners. Then uh, February 14th, please... Uh... Pick up your copy of Black Swan Shake the World. It's going to make a great Valentine's gift. She'll shake you. You'll shake her world forever. Um, and continue to listen to Metal Gods Rock. Sebastian will uh, take good care of you. And um, keep, it, keep it alive.